This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Forever. Dog. Do not go gentle into that good night. Poetry, I feel, is a tyrannical discipline. I was trying to tell a story. The book came to me in a sort of a haze. This is how to write a good short story. No hope, just booze and madness. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness. Now, lend me your ears. Hello, and welcome to Literati, a podcast about books that asks the question, if a podcast is recorded and no one listens, does it even really make a sound? Deep stuff, Michael. Mm. You know, it never ceases to amaze me how intellectual we both are, you know? So true. Yeah. I just wish more people knew. Anyway, we're your hot and hunky hosts, Colin and Michael. I'm Colin O'Brien, founder of the literary nonprofit Books for Tots, where we sell books to tots for a profit. I uh, I thought you just said it was a nonprofit. Uh, yeah, we tried that, but we weren't making any money. Gotcha. Smart. And I'm Michael Wolf, and I'm the one that gave J.K. Rowling the idea that Hogwarts doesn't have plumbing and wizards magically make their poop disappear when I pooped on the floor in front of her at a book signing. I also gave her the idea to make the latest Fantastic Beast movie suck. So that's just a little bit about who we are. Yeah, so now you guys have an idea. But Colin and I, uh, as well as being hosts of the podcast, are also avid, voracious readers. Oh my goodness, Michael, I... Love reading. I mean, we're constantly nose deep, forehead deep, sometimes ass deep in a book. <laughs> oh, my God. The amount of times I've been ass deep in a book. Just devouring the thing. Balls deep in a book. Really going to town on the pages. <laughs> yeah. And for me, the kind of books I like is old classic tomes. I like stuff like the Odyssey, the Iliad, the Bible. Mm, and for me, it's books that are mostly pictures, not so many words. And those tend to also be, uh, you know, from uh, the history of literature. You know, these are these are big books like oh, uh, yeah. the Very Hungry Caterpillar. Yes, I'm talking uh, the, the Doctor Mouse, the Big Hungry Bear, and the Red Ripe Strawberry. Whatever that one was. Yeah, and the, if you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> That one, too. Good you like night. that one, right? I love that. Anything that's got animals and cookies, I am all about. So we are busy reading these classics. We're yes. busy always, um, you know, studying the history of literature. But that leaves us at a little bit of a disadvantage sometimes to find out what the new books are. Yeah, I guess I'd say that. Yeah, uh, you know, we we look to the past a lot because you can learn from the past. But then sometimes, you know, things don't stop. Exactly. The world keeps turning. People keep writing books, and it's it's hard to keep up. What what are the kids writing? I mean, I, for example, I I listen to a lot of Bach, and so I might not know the new hip bands like Owl City. Yeah, and I very similar to yeah. Michael listen to a lot of Beck. And so I don't know all the new hit bands like, I don't know, 
Owl City. Yeah, I, I'm aware that it's there, but I haven't really yeah. dived into Owl City's oeuvre. I know that it's a thing. <laughs> what songs? So what are the songs? It's too hard to know. So we thought we'd take a minute in the intro before bringing on our amazing guest reader today to look at the charts, to see what's trending in the world of books, to see what's hashtag now, and kind of just take a moment to see, do these look like they're worth reading or are they probably pieces of shit? So Great. Um, I've pulled up the New York Times bestsellers You got list. them? Okay. I got them. So Great. I'll read them out. Okay. Um, and why don't we start with, this is uh, the current combined print and ebook fiction. Does that feel like a good place to start? That uh, sounds like an excellent place to start, Michael. So the first one, top of the charts is Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Yeah. Kind of sounds... Crawdads Sing? Yeah. Can I, I mean shrimp. Yeah. Kind of sounds like a shitty book. Yeah, and can I can I also make a suggestion? Sure. And I mean this relates to what we were just talking about. How about where the owl city sings? That's exactly That's what I wanna because if you're gonna talk about singing, make it something that everybody knows yeah. or at least knows of. Yeah, and also like for people who would like to know where Owl City is performing next. Where does Owl City sing? Maybe instead of a book, it's a poster with some tour dates. Yes. I think that would work a lot better. This is why I hate these young, bad writers. Because their books don't hook you in. The title, Where the Crawdads Sing, is a like, tell me where. Yeah, you figure you wrote the book. You figure it out. Yeah, this isn't a mystery I'm trying to solve. Just say Tampa or whatever the answer yeah. is. Uh, so I'm going to pass on that one. Yep. <laughs> okay, next book is called Storm Cursed by Patricia Briggs. Uh, <laughs> again. Okay. That's just two words. Storm Cursed. cursed. Now, if you want to make a good new book, write Stormy Daniels. <laughs> the autobiography of Stormy Daniels, yeah. who is, I believe, a politician. Oh, yeah. And just to, just to, I don't know if you can check there. Sure. Just to make sure that's not what this book about okay, is about. Maybe see. the curse of Stormy Daniels. Looks like I can't click through. Okay. So great. I don't know, but it doesn't seem that way. Yeah. Storm, because it's also, it's fiction. Yeah. Combined print and ebook fiction. Storm yeah. cursed. What is this? Harry Potter? Yeah. That's already a book. And also, here's the other thing. Yeah. Go uh, off. Storm cursed. Uh, we, <laughs> there's already been a movie called Twister, which is about mm-hmm. a crazy storm. So, and the day after tomorrow. Yeah. Just pick another topic. Yeah. Also storm cursed. What are you talking about? Climate change? Colin and I don't buy it. Nope. <laughs> okay. Next book. Number three, blessing in disguise by Danielle Steele. This one actually sounds yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. I could get into this. I was, I was on the fence until I heard who wrote it. Yeah. And now, I love Danielle Steele because I I'm so busy getting groceries Mm -hmm. that I can't always go to a bookstore. So I want to get books where I get groceries. (laughs) I want to say, what do I need? Bananas, peanut butter, bread, a book by Danielle Steele. And I, to Danielle Steele's credit, uh, most, most things that are sexual in nature. Go off. Uh... (laughs) really uh, ruin my appetite. But if I'm getting groceries and there's a Danielle Steele book with a nice, uh, you know, portrait of uh, Uh Fabio, like somehow I get hungrier. Oh, that's really interesting. It doesn't, it doesn't ruin, it doesn't make me sick to my stomach. The thought of sex when I'm grocery shopping. Have you ever gone to therapy? Uh, I, have uh, not gone to therapy. 
Don't go. End of sentence. <laughs> Don't go. It will ruin you. You are a pure specimen. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, it's like, I don't want them, like, crawling around in my brain. Messing up the noodles. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay, here's the uh, next one. Number four is called The 18th Abduction by James Patterson and Maxine Petro. First of all, you can only have one author per book. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. That is a rule for uh, definitely for fiction. Writing is supposed to be lonely and hard. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't have a friend that you write with no that's called a podcast <laughs> yeah. and we already have one yeah also the 18th abduction i'm sorry did we not care about the other 17 kids <laughs> yeah and also like i can't dive right into the 18th ab- uh, abduction no. like i didn't read the first 17 exactly that's kind of what i was saying <laughs> and on top of that I was abducted by aliens when I was a couple months younger. And so I don't want to read a book about that because it was a traumatic time in my life. Yeah, and some of my closest friends are aliens who abduct Michael. And yeah, they're, well, they, okay. You know those guys? So they came in the middle of the night to my apartment. Okay. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. I have a much better guy we can abduct. And they're like, go on. And I was like, Come with me. And then I showed him to your house. I am they- so honored that you would think of me first. You are so welcome. Huh. Anyway, last book is called The Big Kahuna by Janet Ivanochich and Peter Ivanochich, which seems like a couple. This is, I mean, it's already breaking our rule of no, no, uh, no partners Joint for writing. writing. Yeah. I think this goes even further. I, the last thing I want to do is see some PDA in book form. Uh, yeah. I don't want to watch yeah. a husband and wife necking yeah, for what is the, what 100 is their, pages. Yeah, what is their author portrait? Just them kissing on and the, the back? The big kahuna probably yeah. is a sex thing. Oh, yeah. But I will say that when I hear the big kahuna, it makes me think, it might be about surfing, and then I'd be on board, fully on board. on on board. If somebody I'm is on board ten... with a book about surfing, the way I'm on a surfboard. Yes, yeah. uh, we high five, but you couldn't hear it because we were reaching our furthest <laughs> limit of arm span. I if if there's a book where somebody is hanging ten, where somebody is ripping the curl, where somebody is shooting the barrel, oh, I'm Woo! getting gnarly on that, and I will gleam the cube all day long. Yes, please. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But besides that, all the rest of these books sound like shit, and I'm not going to waste my time reading a bunch of new stuff when I can go back and read the same old stuff over and over again. Yeah, no thanks. I'll stick with the classics. Speaking of classics, one of the most classic forms of writing is, of course, poetry. Yeah, unfortunately. Colin and I are outspoken. Famously hate poetry. That being said, we like to stay open-minded, or at least appear that way, and so that's why we're so excited to be traveling to a very special place to talk to a very special person. Our reader for today is a poet. She's going to be reading four new poems for us. Yeah, we are very, very excited, very open-minded to listen to J.D. Schneider. Enjoy. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Um, My name is J.D. Schneider. I am an artist in residence in um, many, actually, sort of uh, literary spaces, wherever they might pop up, um, but I call Sag Harbor home. So tonight um, I'm going to be reading four poems. I contemplate the conch shell, smooth, shiny, the ocean's vagina, 
I wonder what is for lunch, and how my stomach doesn't yearn for anything much anymore. They've put up a Trader Joe's where a small farm stand used to be. In its memory, we salute it as we drive by. The beaches. Do they ever get hungry? Does the starfish on the bottom of the sea know about cauliflower gnocchi? All right, and now for my second poem. My wife is sleeping on the couch tonight. We're in a disagreement. Long ago, we threw out the word fight. Threw it out with the peloton bike she never used, though she asked for it all year. Huh. Why are we fighting? Well, why does the moon slip out from behind the magnolias? Why does the tide know to retreat back into the ocean's warm embrace? I refuse to back down about the Trader Joe's. It's a blemish on our town. How are we any different than Sixth Avenue? Would you know this is Sag Harbor or mistake it for Silver Spring, Maryland? Callow, she calls me. And I? I call out into the current. I'm a lone mermaid. I know, but not the rock I will beach on, only that it will kill me. It's so nice being here today. I'm really having a wonderful time. Okay, and now for my third poem. It's June. We're at a party. My knees ache. My heart aches. The reasons? I do not know. How does the hermit crab know when to leave its shell for a new one? When the pain of remaining outweighs the fear of adventure? There is nothing that scares me after the incident. I've hardened like, say, a horseshoe crab, armored, ferocious. I went into the Trader Joe's, the new one, and I flipped over the fruit stands. I stood atop the samples table and bore my wounds for the multiple lines to see. Are we not mourning our simple selves? Must we eat everything from boxes? When was the last time you killed the chicken? And then, of course, ate that same chicken. In a dish of your creation like chicken soup? Chicken Kiev? Or just chicken? Everyone at the party knows about the incident. My wife tells me I've dishonored her. My only governor is the sea. I will vote for her forever. And this will be the last poem in my series. Again, I'm just having the loveliest time here. There are no Joe O's in jail. So then the threat of it holds no power. Like sand slipping through my fingers. Thank you so much. I've been J.D. Schneider, and I live in Sag Harbor. My goodness, J.D. Schneider, thank you so much for being here and for your readings. Oh, thank you so much for having me. An absolute pleasure. I I gotta say, also, you're the only guest who has taken the time to out loud say thank you and and to appreciate us for having you during the reading and that really meant a lot a lot of people don't realize uh how much we're putting into it hosting this so oh of course well you know i actually have a rule for myself Mm. um that i don't enter a space without greeting it and Mm. i don't um work with people without thanking them in any sort of a way it i will i will say though it does slow you down when you have to greet every single person and thank Mm. every single space but (laughs) i'm silly like that (laughs) yeah how does that play out thanking spaces well you know it um ultimately good Mm. but in every little day-to-day thing bad okay Right, because you'll like enter a park and you'll say thank you park. Exactly. You'll enter a porta john and you'll say thank you porta john. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then I also say, of course, I say goodbye. 
Of course. Of course. You have to. Of course. If you're going to say hello, you got to say goodbye. Mm-hmm, Life is a series of rituals. It, it, exactly. Mm. And um, will you two tell me your name again? Of course. Sure. Uh, Colin. Okay, we have the same names. Okay, sorry. And I'm Michael. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you had character names. <laughs> um, wait, what, uh, J.D. Schneider, what are you talking about? Yeah, I guess my character is Michael John Wolf. I'm a writer. I've self-published several uh, erotic autobiographies. And this is Colin O'Brien. Yeah, I guess this is as good a time as any to say that this is just genuinely a literary podcast. Of course. Yeah. It's not a comedy. This is not an act. No, we're just diving in and talking about Very things we love. No, which we wanted to then just follow up by saying, why poetry? Because poetry sucks so hard. And I, I also just want to jump on that. I did say it was a pleasure having you. And it's a pleasure having you, the person, but mm. not the poems, personally. Okay. And I, I don't want this to get in the way. I just want to put it out there. I Well, let me say thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I'll say you're welcome as well. Okay, and thank you to Michael. Michael the mask and Michael the person behind the mask. You can just call me Mick. Okay. I will do that. Um, You know, I also was in your spot once where I was not drawn to poetry, mm-hmm. but um, I found poetry was drawn to me. <laughs> and mm. the way I sort of, um, you know, clip-clop through life like a little horsey clip-clop, clip-clop. That's clip-clop. how their feet sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And it's then so tragic. There's sort of a rhythm to uh, Horses are tragic. Yes, Colin, definitely. Well, I meant that the poems were drawn to you. That just seems so tragic. Oh, no. See, I think you have sort of a, um, how do I say, a naive approach to what is poetry. You're limited because you've probably had a bad experience in your primary school with a poem. What I'll say about poetry is... I don't get it, okay. and therefore uh, may not like it. Okay. And, and sometimes, like, we've discussed this, but it's like sometimes there are rules to the poems, and then sometimes there's, like, no rules. <laughs> Make up your mind. Pick a lane. Does it of have course. to rhyme? Does it not have to? Is this a Sestina, or is this, uh, mm. you know, an E.E. E. Cummings just throwing fridge magnet words? Of course. And, C- Colin, may I ask you, what is your favorite memory from childhood? Hmm. Well, it's... Uh, my favorite memory from childhood, uh, probably, uh, he's crying. Yeah. Yeah. The tears start running, running down my face. And you know what that is? Don't even say childhood around him. You know what that is? A poem. What? I that don't know. My tears can't be poems. I don't think so. No. See, this is, this is what, this is where I like, I fall off with poetry. Like, me crying? He didn't even poem? say the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just sort of hemmed and hawed. Yeah. And when was the last time you read a poem that said the thing? I guess it mm-hmm. would be that street sign that said, please don't let your dog shit on our lawn. Mm, I love that. Direct. And but what is it really a comment on? Probably like dogs. And like boundaries and what we let in and what we let out mm. and the inability to accept that negative things exist in the universe and that not only are they there, but they actually <laughs> connect to a lot of they're, they're necessary in the fodder for growing new life or something. I don't know. I think that, well, um, sorry, excuse me. I'm flushed. That was beautiful. <laughs> uh, wh- uh, whatever. I was just saying some dumb stuff. Yeah. I'd rather go back and read my science fiction book. Okay. Well, you know what? I, um, I will never, I will never stop one single person from doing what brings their heart alive. That's really beautiful. Thank you. I what will also pers- not murder anyone. Yes. I promise. If that, if you know what, well, good. First of all, good. Yeah. But also, 
I'm I'm open to anything. Mm. And if, if murder is what brings you joy, Colin, then I say let's have a discussion. No one, no one discusses things anymore. And I just, I just like to say, uh, just for the record, mm. for our listeners, uh, murder doesn't bring me joy. That's not what I was saying. We've we've gotten into a similar thing with the cats in the alley where where I, I get people twist my words. I'm not trying to have uh, I'm not trying to have sex with cats in the alley, and I'm not a murderer. What we're saying is, you've brought it up several times. We're open to exploring it with you, mm-hmm. and the more you deny it, the more I really think there's something there. And you know what happens when you walk into that room of exploration? Hmm. You say thank you. You greet it. Hello, thank you. Do you want to try that, Colin? <sighs> do I have to? Well, I gotta. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> kind of. You do. We've locked the doors. Okay, so like, is this like a real room I'm walking into, or it's like a made-up imaginary one? It is as real as your heart needs it to be. Okay. Mm, That's clear to me. That is clear to me. So I'm, okay, I'm walking in. Okay, and what do you see? I open the door. Really walk, Colin. Okay, okay. (laughs) I open the door. There's a security guy. He needs to see my ID. I didn't bring it. I didn't bring my wallet. Okay, amazing. And that's our first stanza. Oh. Ooh. Oh, and that's interesting. And what Tony, is Colin Tony Stanza? Mm-hmm. And so what was that called? Is that who's the boss? Is Tony the Stanza. Boss? No, no, right no, no. now, it's the who, security who? guard. Shut up for a second, JD, because I think Colin's really onto something. Tony Stanza <laughs> is the boss, and he needs your ID. Who are you without your government document? And you can talk again, JD. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael. Um, and thank you. And you're welcome. Yes, thank you. And I'm happy. I'm so happy to be here. Um, it means so much for you guys to have. I don't usually spend time with men. Huh. Um, so this is lovely. Interesting. Yes. You know, I have two grown sons, but um, we are not close any longer in uh. a um, earthly sense. I don't think are they just dead. No, oh. they just live in um, Tribeca and do not let me talk to them. Yeah, the commute from Sag Harbor to Tribeca, you, it's Absolutely. really hard to avoid that. Tri- you know I what also, it is. You know what it is. They married two women who are shrews, and the, uh, and my. I'll say it. I'll say it right here on this. You know what? Listen, Rebecca, if you're listening, okay, Rebecca and Georgia, you have ruined my relationship with my sons. Whoa! And now it's out there. Okay, Rebecca well, and Georgia. I also want to do some call outs. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Professor Hansen, uh, you said that I was never going to make it anywhere in life because I would always show up to your class and fall asleep right at the beginning and stay asleep through the whole time. And you took me into the back and you said, uh, I could really be somebody if I applied myself. You lent me a lot of books. You invited me into your home. And I ultimately slept with your wife. And <laughs> so I just want to take this minute to say, fuck you. You're an asshole. And I hope you never get tenure. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I loved that. That's been weighing on me for a while. No, and I get, you're, you know, you're holding yourself differently now than you were just a moment prior yeah, I feel more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're, you're cradling. You, you can't see this, but his arms are levitating about seven feet above the ground. And he's cradling his stomach like a baby. Mm, oh, my God. He's pregnant I with feel, joy. I feel safe and I feel... Speaking of joy and mm-hmm. pregnancy, mm-hmm. what were some of the themes in your poems? Because I felt like women mm-hmm. was a big theme. Um, absolutely. And I but, feel like ocean was a big theme. Well, absolutely. And so, and uh, I'm so glad you brought those two things up because if, if it wasn't you, then it would be me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am a woman 
Okay. Okay. Let me, again, let me declare, let me call out, I am a woman. Okay. This is important. Every podcast people have to say because the listener can't see us. Exactly. So we have to. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a man. Pass. Okay. And that is your right. And I love that. And that adds intrigue. Mm. (laughs) So I am a woman and I live by the ocean. God, what a treat. And so when I wake up each morning, I go, what do I write about? Mm. And then I go. I asked myself a follow-up question. JD, what do you know? Oh. Yeah, and, and I go, again, I'm a woman who lives by the ocean, and I have a beautiful wife who's a woman, mm. and nothing brings me more joy than just going down on her for hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's cool it's 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 mm-hmm. it's nice to bl- uh, bring pleasure to someone else well and you oh s- my god absolutely. we did when we booked you for this po- well i guess when the government assigned you to us mm-hmm. uh in the email how uh, headline it was your name jd schneider and then a semicolon and then power lesbian mm-hmm. and exactly. so i was i didn't want to ask uh but now i guess i will what is a power lesbian so i'm a woman Sure. I, if that hasn't happened, we've established. Okay, I think yeah. we have come. And so I um, enjoy spending intimate time with other women. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is powerful. Mm-hmm. And so I have, I, so, okay, you might be thinking power lesbian, um, Wall Street, power lesbian financial district, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, JP Morgan and Associates. And mm-hmm. those are all things I understand, I completely understand. But sure. what, what I want you to know is that I was born into money. Uh, and um, I've never had to really work, but but with being born into money, you're born into a sense of power. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I was going to say you're wearing all linen, and I don't know if that was a money thing or an ocean thing. Yes, but Can it's you, usually one or the other. It's actually, and so you know what? Yeah. That is the most powerful thing of all. Because oh. if you guys look a little closer, mm. you can see my dark nipples through the white linen. Oh, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what that was. I didn't know if it was a tassel or exactly. And then, but here is the power move. I will not sleep with either of you because I love my wife, even though she is not talking to me currently. Because I am in prison because I um, kept trespassing a Trader Joe's and trying to burn it down. We should say uh, for the listeners, we are uh, at, we are visiting you. At a prison, yes, uh, and you are where it's it's through a it's through a glass. As everybody knows, Forever Dog is a um, subsidiary of the United States government. Mm-hmm. It's uh, somewhere right under the war group, and yeah. so this podcast is also uh, beholden to the government. Yeah. And, and legally, for every four hundred hours of content that we do, we need about. Yeah. 53 minutes on poetry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Forever Dog uh, def- uh, also invests in prisons. and <laughs> uh, For profit. <laughs> for profit. And also in the, uh, I think it's called the military industrial complex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the more people in jail, the more money Forever Dog makes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we should just say that. Uh, but anyway, we're in. Mm-hmm. That's what got us to you today, J.D. Mm-hmm. Schneider. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, so I, we were talking about some of the themes in, in your poems. I did notice um, there was sort of this story of the Trader Joe's and of your stance um, flipping over fruit stands and going anti. to jail. Was An- oh. Anti is my stance. <laughs> okay, that's that it was, that, actually... Was that going to be your question? What about, yeah. what about Trader Vic's? Any... I think it's a bar in L.A. <laughs> right? Is that <laughs> No, true? I think it's another... It's a, I think it's like a Trader Joe's type... Uh, I all I know is from that song Werewolves in London. You saw a werewolf drinking a 
margarita at Trader Vic's. So I Pina colada, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Not in the version I listen to. It's a margarita. My question being, was your poem metaphors or was it the truth? Okay, well, then I'm going to answer your question with another question, Fuck. Michael. <laughs> I just, oh, I feel like she's as slippery as a whatever's inside a conch shell. Mm. <laughs> a sea slug. And I'm just going to say it. I'm... I'm glad you're in jail. I think all poets should be in jail. Yes. But anyway, answer you the question. You have that t-shirt. Nice. That says, too. <laughs> says jail all poets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which a lot of people uh, have said is a poem. Well, first of all, there's just an aggression in this room that I loathe. Can I explain? No. Colin and I have been doing nope. jujitsu. Okay. <laughs> I, won't, no. I, won't, I won't touch it. Nope. I won't touch it. Because actually right now, Michael, it's my turn to talk. And Please I'm call pay- me Mick. Sorry. Mick, um, I am paying 10 cents for every minute on the jail phone to record this (laughs) yeah it is tough connecting through this pane of glass absolutely but i would also like to say that um my family's foundation um helped set up with along with forever dog the podcast recording in this prison are you uh related to the cheneys uh yes okay cool (laughs) Oh. Short answer, yes. Long answer. Talk to me later. <laughs> summers in Sag Harbor with the Cheneys. Exactly. What a life. Exactly. Summers, summers in Sag with the Cheneys, and then winters. Thank God, by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yes. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, never Cheers. summer where you winter. Am no, I right? absolutely oh, not. And hey, don't let them meet each other. <laughs> oh. oh, a family for each season. I say. Mm-hmm. I used to fall in Newark, and <laughs> that is the saddest sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> But just I would spring uh, in the panhandle, in the Florida mm. panhandle. You know what? I would spring at an Eileen Fisher sale. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. I do love to shop, though. Well, uh. I'm just amazed that they let you wear that linen tunic in prison. But hey, I guess if you're rich enough, you can do whatever you want. Absolutely. And isn't isn't that the main message here? Yeah. Well, and that's what I want to say is that I recognize... Um, it is a privilege to be able to write poetry that mm. is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, it is. Because uh, it's a chore to write poetry that's good. Abs- uh, and, and Yes, because then you're beholden to standards. You know what I was thinking when you were reading your poems? Oh, please, is, tell uh, me. Going to Cape Cod, mm-hmm. going to the Vineyard, okay. and going into a gallery that's uh, a big white room with a bunch of paintings, and all the paintings are of the same sunset mm. and the same boats out oh, on the water. Oh, my friend Valerie did those. Yes, yes, yes. Valerie's boat. And that's what I love is when you go to a place by the ocean, all the inspiration seems to just be the sea for yes. paintings. Mm. Of course. And it's... I wonder if the if that's similar for the poets. Well, yeah, I would, I would call them my poetry word paintings. Um, okay. And... Um, Ugh. Is this an is there a conk in your throat? <laughs> that was that one was calling. You know what you know what we call that? Uh, you're a conk sucker. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, I, you know, I used to go to the comedy cellar back in the seventies, really? right? And then they. <laughs> How was that? What was that like? Where to as an to audience member of performing well, to do poems? Well, yeah, listen to this. You I found poetry through comedy. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I would go up on stage and I would just monopolize the stage and. Uh, you know, I would go up. It was an old boyfriend, right? But guess uh, that's right. I have hey, old boyfriends. the times boyfriends. they are changing. And uh, I would go up on stage and I'd rattle off a little joke here and I'd make a little, you know, observation and everyone was in stitches. And then I'd go, well, well, I have everyone's rapt attention. I'm going to uh, read some poetry. And then the, my boyfriend at the time absolutely hated it. He absolutely hated it. And he left. And then that, it was a, kind of as clear as day. I said, oh, I love women. 
Mm. He mm. left and it instantly just instantly. Snapped. It was it was actually in the comedy cellar where I had my sexual awakening. I looked at every man in there and I said, I don't want to fuck any one of them. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's, it takes so many people a long time to come to that process and realizing mm-hmm. that their sexual preferences are fluid mm-hmm. and they can be attracted to anybody. But you were just like, nope, uh, comedy didn't work out and I hate men. Yes, and I'm a lesbian power poet now. I love that. What a I mean, transformation. My, 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 my name was Julie Daughtry, and now I'm JD. And, mm. I, and, when, I, and you know what? I called up, um, I had a cell phone in the 70s, very, very wealthy. One of the big ones? Yeah, no, yeah. very wealthy, yeah, tiny one. Oh, I'm, oh. I, um, <laughs> but an early prototype. And I called up um, my um, personal... Um, Chef? Well, no, okay. I, no, he he um, didn't like carrying a cell phone. Basically, I, I just got my papers changed immediately oh. for my name is what mm. I'm trying to say. So now if you look into it, I I mean, I revealed it here. If we could bleep that out, that would be wonderful. What yeah. my actual uh. name is. Um, you guys could absolutely. I see the look in your eyes. You're saying uh, yes. Great. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We don't really have a beep because really wow. okay. we have to pay royalties for extra sounds. Mm. Okay. Well, if you want to do a I beep. Will, I will bank. Can I can we use this sound for the beep? Okay. Beep. Okay, but okay. could you just do three quick ones in a row? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to take a sip of my Perrier. This is actually good Foley. We could use that for our other episode about yeah. water. Beep. Beep. And then, and then just have fun with this. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Beep, beep, beep. 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 Beep, 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 beep. Uh, could you give me one with a smile? Oh, of course. Beep. I think we got it. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Oh. So um, for somebody like Colin and I who hate poetry, mm-hmm. how could we, I, I guess like for someone approaching it, how do we read it in a way that doesn't make us so mad? Mm, okay. Well, What's the way in? This is such a, first of all, just thank you for having me here today. You're welcome. It means so Honestly, much at me. this point, I'm getting a little pissed off. Okay. So and then that's sort of bringing me to my second point. I wonder if poetry is what's making you angry, or you're just always angry. No, I no. get out a lot of my aggression through hitting stuff and animals. Okay. <laughs> stuff and animals. Like I punch walls and I kick dogs. Okay. All right. Which, by the way, do we have a quick second for a Milo minute update? Um. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Uh. So I got a dog recently. His name's Milo. I thought he'd be a good mascot for the podcast because I thought people would get really into it and they'd care about it because people love dogs. Turns out nobody knew the dog was in the room because he didn't make a damn noise. Pretty much sleeps the whole time. Pretty much sleeps the whole time we're recording. He's not here today because he's been a very bad boy. He's been waking up every morning at six forty-five, going over to our bookshelf. This is true. Pulling books out and eating them. And we wake up to... A young reader. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been really devouring a mm. lot of literature. And that is a funny joke. Uh, and he ate pretty much a whole Brene Brown book. Mm. Uh, and so... I do not trust her. She's too happy. I agree. I agree. There is an innate sorrow to life. We can all agree. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Mm. Yes. And she hasn't tapped into that. And so when someone hasn't tapped into them, you can kind of see it in their eyes. And I just think, I'm not going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know who I do listen to that actually really speaks to me, who's not a poet, but is a is a poet in a way. Um, Pink. Oh, oh the Pink. aerial gymnast. Hmm? She does aerial gymnastics. Yes, I think that's very beautiful, very yes. sexual. I love it. Mm. With those ribbons mm-hmm. and that haircut. So strong. She's just like tree trunks for every limb. What's that big song of hers? 
Um, I'm coming up, so you better get the party started. That's the one. Yes. Well, and as I was thinking, um, should we? You just like a pill, instead of making me better, <laughs> you keep making, making me, me ill. Ill. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, that that one has gotten me through some really dark times in my life. Can lyrics be poetry? Absolutely, Mick. Okay. See now, now we're talking <laughs> my language because I do like music. Okay. Tell me. L- I, hold on. Yeah. I want to guess who you like. Okay. Ooh, okay. Good luck. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say you like um, like string cheese incident, like a good jam band, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. You I, nailed him to the wall. First guess. I do have I, two grown sons, and they don't talk to me, but they used to. <laughs> Yes. I know boys. I love String Cheese Incident. And also, let's just say, what a good name for a band. To name it after a children's snack. It's inviting. Mm -hmm. And it's also just like, what is the String Cheese Incident? That's what what I sort of love. And and, and, and it poses a question. It does does pose a question in the same way that people ask me, what was your Trader Joe's incident? Mm. Mm. And I would love to hear that. Yeah, any good interviewer would probably have asked you about that. (laughs) By now. Okay, it's okay. You know, here's the thing. I'm used to this because I'm so interesting. And people, it's just tangents. It's like little like arteries. Like, I'm going to go down this vein and this vein. And then you're like, no, we have to get to the heart. And that's Talking. how blood works. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Talking to you is like being lost in a museum. Oh, and that is that is about as high of a compliment as it, uh, you can give in prison. Oh, it's like Guggenheim, and we're just spiraling towards mm, the top. I love it. So you were going to tell us how to get into poetry mm-hmm. for people who hate it, and you were going to tell us um, what the incident was mm-hmm. at Trader Joe's, and you were going to try and guess what kind of music I like. <laughs> Okay. Well, so um, at at your own pace. Yes. Okay. And first, I just want to talk a little a bit more, more about Milo updates. Of course, and I want to talk a little bit more about the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Our Michael's and my interviewing style is we give the guest all the questions up front, and then we just say scatter shot. Mm, little test of memory. Just, just start yeah. going at them. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And one, I just want to let you know, one of your nipples has slipped out. <laughs> it's it is it is. Dark. It's, yes, it's very dark, and it years is, of sun tanning. V- yes, and, and the, here's the thing: I have a completely flat roof uh-huh. that I just lay up on, Ugh. and um, I just fry like a little pickle. <laughs> what a dream! <laughs> so, so okay. any of those questions, or I'd also so. tack on one. If we're going to talk about the '80s, I want to hear some of the jokes that you did on stage. <laughs> no, no, no. That is um. I am a different oh. woman now. I know, and you, oh. got, you guys are gonna have to listen. Um, I've been sort of toying with the idea, actually, of releasing a comedy album from prison. Oh. I think that I'm the one to do that. Yeah. I think I sort of embody um, the experience of a prisoner. Yeah, yeah. Um, could be sort of a Johnny Cash sort and, of. Of course, thing. and you know what? I'm going to call it. Are you guys ready for this? <laughs> Inside jokes. <laughs> oh, I like it. Was... <laughs> Good. I was thinking of you said about a captive audience or. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, you're going to get on my copywriting team. Oh gosh. I would you love that. You're a copywriter for I my comedy have. album. Or, or, or what about uh, jail c- comedy? <laughs> yeah. Mm, or maybe breakout laughter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Or, in jokes. Or, Okay, so um, I am going to talk a little bit about how you come to enjoy a poem. I think that's Good. a natural segue. Yes. yes. So um, I think of poetry, and this is true, mm. okay? 
This is me, J.D. Schneider, saying this, all right? So you think of words as a garden, right? Of course. Yeah. Words as a garden. Yes, of course. So you have to say yes early on or it's yes. just going to get worse. <laughs> so words are a garden. Then language uh, is the flower, or is the individual plant, right? Oh, no, 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 sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> Okay, because okay. I'm going to be honest, I was not on board with words or a garden. Words are a bunch of letters. No. Okay. I'm thinking letters are people. No. no, no, no. Words are families of people. Okay. Sentences are towns. Okay, Mick, well, family. Paragraph is a families. city. Okay. Families can be broken. There's one thing you're going to learn as you get older, okay? Oh, I know. My kids are gone. Okay, good. So anyways, what I'm saying is that words are a garden, right? Yes. Okay. On board. Literature is a fruit. Poetry is the nectar. Oh, yes. Okay. I think I'm beginning to get this poetry thing, yes. and I think I'm really starting to like it. Because mm, uh, I do like nectar. Exactly. Yeah, I you, love this stuff. Yeah, I mean, slurp, slurp, slurp. It's all I eat. Preach into the choir. I'm a little bumblebee over here, <laughs> yeah. short and stout. Yeah, I'm a little bumblebee, slurp, slurp, slurp. <laughs> here is my buzzer, and here is my burnt <laughs> bees. Um, so anyways... I really think of it as like emotions condensed into the thickest, juiciest, most syrupy, um, viscous. Yes, exactly. And, and then, and then that sort of slow, um, drip down your chin when you bite into a peach. You know. I don't know if you, know? you meant to do this, but I am very turned on. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, but I do have that effect on absolutely everyone. Wow, it mm. might be the money. To be mm. honest. <laughs> okay, so now I, I I feel like you've pretty well explained poetry yes. and why it's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now I kind of want to know, so these poems, this stuff happened. You had this falling out with your wife. I know you don't f- use oh, the word the, fight anymore, but... Yeah, and the Trader Joe's incident. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. well, so... Um, Talk us through it. Let me just say, of course it happened. Oh. Did it happen the way I portrayed it? Well, that's what's up for the readers to decide. And, and the jury. And the jury and my wife. Um, but I also like to think of the jury and my wife as my readers. Okay. So, yes. So everyone is an audience um, and everyone can offer feedback. But then it's like, whose feedback do you take? Anyways, I, me and my wife did get in a disagreement, right? Mm-hmm. I'm so um, sorry. Thank you very much. I was really felt when the Trader Joe's came into our town, it was... Um, like carving into a tree trunk that's now forever scarred and maybe the tree continues to grow but you see that Mm. slash going through it and you can't help but think ugh what a gross slash on that tree and like are like JS Hart's MW still in love like are they exactly it's such a moment in time and it's sickening and I I absolutely hate it. And so then I immediately just go, okay, well, it's up to me because everyone, everywhere I would go, everywhere I would, excuse me, goddamn go in Sag Harbor. Okay. We can bleep that out. Yeah. Well, I, I think can we offer ha- some other bleeps. Yeah, I think we have the beeps. Yeah, I've got the beeps. Okay, great. We don't have any bleeps. <laughs> could you give us three quick bleeps? Bleep, bleep, bleep. Perfect. Okay. So um, anywhere I would go, people would go, Oh, did you get the dumplings from Trader Joe's? Or have oh. you tried the cookie butter from Trader Joe's? Or have you gotten the everything seasoning? And I go, does anyone not eat food anymore? And I just, I, you know, I got, I, I mean, I've always been prone to migraines because that's what happens with all the wealthy inbreeding over years, mm-hmm. of course. But it was especially <laughs> the blood is too thin. Exactly, and that, and the thin, yes, exactly. Um, 
Oh, sorry. I'm so worked up. So you, no, nobody's um, eating food. You're getting migraines. I'm getting migraines. And then I just go, the only way that this Trader Joe's is going to get stopped is if I go in and knock over every single item in the whole entire store. Like, How could they bounce like, back from yes, that? Sort, exactly. of, sort of like a Jesus in the temple. Ex- well, and I don't really Who? prescribe to a religion, <laughs> but um, absolutely. Yes. Huh? Um, if the temple is a false temple where everyone in Sag Harbor worships, yes, oh. then that's it. And then if Jesus is a power lesbian from Sag Harbor, then yes, it was Jesus in the temple. Can I also just say, I think you have the title of your next book of poetry, Jesus is a power lesbian <gasps> from Sag Harbor. Oh, I think you got it. I love that. If, uh, yep. Okay. All right. I'm going to put that into my memory bank. And, and if you write um, that, I'll read it. You know, I'll power really? through and I will. I'll pick it up and I'll read it. Probably it'll take me a year. That's okay. Poetry tends to take me longer than a book by about a day. Okay. <laughs> so, is... you know, it'll take me 364 days to mm-hmm. read a novel. It'll take me the full 365 to read a mm-hmm. poem. I love that. Well, then, uh, fingers crossed it's a leap year and you can have a day to visit your dog. <laughs> so, um... Anyways, sorry about that. Uh, anyways, so immediately, um, there's, uh, and let me just preface by saying the Sag Harbor is a lovely town. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of crime there. So when someone, say, goes into a shop and flips over every single item, um, they are immediately placed on house arrest. Right. And it's pretty much the entire police force from the town go Absolutely. to, go to deal Greg, with this one Greg, it's thing. Justin, and it's Theodore. And those uh, are... Those all men. Were, all men. Well, exactly. Typical. And I said, if there was one woman on the squad, that she would uh, empathize squad with goals. me. <laughs> well, I would never call three men squad goals, but sure. <laughs> Anyways, so... I'm placed on house arrest, right? Okay? And they go, just hang, just relax here for a week, and then you can just go back out into society. And, and that's when my wife... Carol, she's still legally my wife. She says, babe, just relax here. Like the policeman said, the policeman told you to relax. So relax. (laughs) And I, and I just have a thing. And I've always been this way. You can ask my mother, may she rest in peace. Ever since I was a little teensy baby, if anyone said relax, I had to do the opposite. Wow. I would have to do the opposite. Yeah. And I would go, I went ballistic. I went absolutely ballistic. And you know what I did? I went into my personal garden and picked up all the herbs, and a beautiful mint, yeah. parsley, sage. And I picked them all up and I, I unrooted them. And then I drove my Tesla and I, um, I drove it straight into the Trader Joe's. Oh, whoa. Wow. Whoa. Yes. During hours that they were open? It was not open, no. Oh, okay. So nobody um, was hurt? Well, I was hurt. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I that, was hurt. What, did you fly through the windshield? No, I didn't hit it that hard. Okay, I'm just trying to piece this together. No, but I was okay. hurt. I was already emotionally in a, in a moment of mania. Yeah. Um, Whiplash. Probably. Carol was hurt because she grabbed onto the back bumper of my she Tesla, skitched. and I dragged her across oh. Sag Harbor, Carol, and everyone. What are saw. you doing? I know. Well, and that's and here's she the thing. needs to relax. Well, exactly. And I've always said that to her. And um, Sag Harbor like just relationship might have had some issues. Yeah, but what relationship doesn't? You uh, know, that's you know, true. yeah, what relationship doesn't? But I will say, she's someone that. Um, if she gets dragged across Sag Harbor on the back of a Tesla's bumper, she's going to let everyone know about it. So it couldn't just be like a little right. riff in the marriage. All of a sudden, everyone's coming up to me going, 
Carol told me what happened. And I, I and that is when I just, you know what? I almost wore out my brow bone rubbing my temples. Yeah. I just was about to lose it. Your, oh. the, your, your, your skull goes in. Deep in Pretty depth. deep. Which I thought again might have been the money. A lot of people, aristocracy, the yeah, inbreeding. Could have been a cosmetic mm-hmm. or, or a cosmetic mm-hmm. thing. But are, yeah, but are you feeling better now? Are you okay? Have of you recovered? Course, of course. Well, so in the Sag Harbor prison where you're at, welcome. Yeah. Um, it's roomy. It's beautiful. It's it's gorgeous. This is all Actually, West Elm where we're sitting on. Yeah, this is West Elm, and we're in the East Wing. I thought that was funny, and that was in itself a little <laughs> bit of a poem. Um, so we're in West Elm in the East Wing, and um, and I'm I donated this wing when I realized I was going here. I, I called up my accountant, yeah. and I said, "Let's just throw some money, make it a little bit nicer." Let's Anyways, spruce up the place. I've been going to their classes, right, for people who hate chain stores, and that's why they're <laughs> in prison in Sag Harbor. And um, really, it's. It's opened my eyes to that as part of our economy mm-hmm. and it has to exist, but I don't have to yeah. partake in that specific brand of capitalism. People yeah. should be in chains, not stores. Mm. That's what I've always said. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's such an interesting, you're sort of opening up my mind now to how, how we can sort of take what we like from society, ignore the things we mm-hmm. don't. And kind of move on from things that that frustrate us. Absolutely. And I know you guys are wondering, what am I looking forward to do most once I'm freed? (laughs) We were just going to ask. Yes. and I um, feel like you don't need us here. You're asking all the best questions for us. Well, I sort of have that effect on every single person I meet. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking to healing my family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm looking forward to visiting my sons and the women that they're married to. Yeah. I'm going to make the journey, I realized. Maybe that's what I have to do because I, I acknowledge that they have young children and it's hard to get to Sag Harbor. Yeah. You have to go to them. I'm going to go to them. And I have started a quilt to give to Carol. Wow. What kind of what kind of quilt? That. Does it got patches on it? Like, uh... um. We could tell a story, or is it just? A- I, you know what? I'm an open book, oh. but I don't feel comfortable answering that question. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Calling back off. On I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll leave the questions mm-hmm. to our guest mm, to ask herself. You. Yeah. Thank you. And speaking of, I have a question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you could go back to when any point in your life, where and make wherever you want, mm-hmm. and make one change, if you could do it all differently, mm-hmm. what, what would you change anything, J.D. Schneider? And please tell us the truth. Um, <laughs> give me just give me one second. Sure, I have Colin to. I have and to. I have sure. to, we'll I have to Michael revisit, and I will shoot the shit. I have to revisit that point in my some, life. Uh, we'll check emails uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We were gonna okay. do that. Uh, you hear? We might okay, have so Justin Long on the podcast. Have oh, you're ready. My answer. Um, the year was 1993. And you know those shirts that are popular now, the chambray denim? Yeah. Yes. Um, I sort of made a decision in our sunroom, to, not our son's room, our sunroom. Funny. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I am a wordsmith. Um, I said, let's get a three-person cedar sofa and have it made of like a denim and um, immediately upon putting it in there, it just threw off the whole energy for the home. And um, I think actually you could 
trace back every bad thing that's happened to me and my family because of <laughs> to that Sean Bray couch. To when, to when to you got Sean a Bray dungaree couch. couch. <laughs> so not touching any of the Trader Joe's stuff, not touching the fallout well, with because, your wife. Because the, yes, or for those what you just did earlier on the podcast of calling out your daughter-in-laws. <laughs> I called them in, first of all. <laughs> That's true. You called them in. She's right. She called them in. What you would do is change this couch. So what would you do? What kind of fabric would you use instead? You know what I would have done? Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm a, it's a, a little bit of raw emotions right now. Take your time. Now. Take your time. Um, yeah. Carol had been saying, why don't we just, it's an outdoor room or it feels outdoors. It's a sunroom. It's a sunroom. Oh, okay. sun the whole point is you think you're outdoors. She goes, why don't we have wicker? Wicker. And then I, and I said, I said, oh, but that's good. How are, how are we going to lounge? You can't lounge on wicker. Wicker is, oh. And, I, and I, bought, I bought the couch without really discussing with her. And I would say that is the first wedge. Mm-hmm. Is there any mm. any chance of a compromise? Maybe like a uh, uh, denim, uh, like a denim uh, seat cover for the wicker. Denim cushions on a wicker couch. Mm, that's, that sounds yeah. like Tennessee Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also going to say in the sunroom. Potentially mm. another uh, title of a book of yours. Yes, denim denim cushions, cushions on, on a wicker, wicker couch. couch. The J.D. Wicker... Schneider collection. Oh, I absolutely love that, and that could be a collection of poetry or a co- collection of clothing. Yeah, yeah, or just like a furniture catalog. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Um, I sort of think of furniture as the clothing for the house and the. Um, I would say I think of house clothing as the language we drape a poem in. I love your extended metaphor. Thank and you so much. Simi- uh, no one has ever told me no. <laughs> similarly, it shows. Similarly and that's to, the confidence of someone who's never been slowed down or even had to reflect is so powerful. We need more of that in our society. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> My thing was from before. Oh, so okay. it doesn't, oh, make, doesn't make no. sense. Now. Oh, shoot. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Email it to me. I will. At the email end of every it. night, Colin and I email each other all yeah. the stuff we wish we'd had time to say. I don't have email. Well, you're in jail. Oh, but before that, even you didn't. Oh, well, no, I didn't put the two together. I just said, I haven't had email in a year. <laughs> No, nope, that's exactly why. Because okay. I'm in jail. You also were bragging about how mm. you uh, got off social media on your phone, which also it's like you don't, mm. you can't have your phone here, right? Yeah, mm. it's a retreat, sort of. It is a retreat, a forced absolutely. retreat, absolutely. Well, speaking of retreat, the mm-hmm. guards are—they <laughs> have been giving us a lot of wrap it up hands, and they signals. are pointing um, their weapons at us. Yeah, now. okay. I would say you can listen to them if you'd like, but also you can do as I do and just completely ignore whatever they ask you to do. Okay. Well, you Colin, are on the other side of the bulletproof glass right now, so I—I'm going to listen to them. Yeah, and Colin and I are quite poor while you're very, very rich. Mm-hmm. But That's before true. we go, we just want to do a, one of our classic favorite segments called epilogues. Mm. Uh, where we give a, and we only do this because everybody freaking loves it. And they love this it's segment. Good. It's just a way, it's like, can I listen- write it off on my taxes? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great. <laughs> we are talking to people and we are calling it charity because okay. that's how much everybody loves it. So basically what we do is we go around the circle and everybody says the title of an upcoming work and we read the first line. Mm. So it's just sort of a fun way to get people excited for what's coming next. Mm. Yeah. And this is, and we can't stress enough, this is a segment that all our fans love. They demand it. Mm. And uh, 
Michael and I, uh, it's fun. It's fun for us. It's fun for the guest. Mm-hmm. It feels like it fits. It doesn't feel like it's being forced in. Okay. It always is just like a seamless thing where we get right into it and we do it. And it, it's not, it doesn't grind the podcast to a halt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I could go first if you guys want. I'd love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and wait, really quickly, can we just take a moment to just thank everyone for being here today? That would actually give me time to remember what my line is. So. Okay. So thank you for having me here today. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank and you. And Michael, thank you for being here today. You're welcome, Colin. Okay, so my upcoming work is called Trees in the Dark. Mm-hmm. New and Selected Stories by Michael J. Wolf, author, father, lover, <laughs> fighter, bastard. Baby boy, singer, songwriter, dancer. So, was this a Meredith Brooks song? <laughs> uh, no, this is just the title okay. to a book. And um, I see the guards are coming in. Don't worry, this will be a short segment. And the first line is, my hand was soaked in blood. My heart had been ripped open. Literally. <laughs> I was very, very sick. Because of... The stuff I ate. <laughs> I went to a sushi restaurant and I ordered what I thought was going to be a little sushi roll, but it was one of the urchins. Oh. And I ate it whole, mm. trying to be respectful. Mm-hmm. And it tore it's me up so from the inside. It's so important to be respectful. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm still doing the research. <laughs> and let's just say <laughs> it was easier in than coming out. And now my body's all torn up and I'm not allowed back at Dave and Buster's anymore, which was the restaurant where I got my sushi. End of chapter one. So look for that coming out at exclusively Borders bookstores this fall. What were you going to (laughs) say? I honestly can't remember one thing we've talked about today. Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Uh, Like dust in the wind. Colin? Uh, yes. So uh, I have a I have a new book coming out too. Oh, congrats! Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, it is called "When You're Upside Down, So Is Everything Else," and the first line of my book is "Feet in the air, blood pouring into my head, and falling out of my mouth." Boy, something seems wrong. And that's that's, that's the first wow. line. You know that first line. It reminded me of the famous lyrics, which are also poems: "Face down, ass up." That's mm. the way we like to fuck. Yes, and we and that was that. Bob Dylan. I believe that was Bob uh, Ludic- Meredith Brooks. Chris. Bob yes. Ludacris. <laughs> yes. Bob Ludacris. Mm-hmm. They. I saw them in the village in the sixties. Oh, walk. <laughs> what I would have done. Oh, what I would have done. Uh, I would, I them mean, and Lewin Davis. You know, I was, we once hooked up. Yeah, I was inside Lewin Davis. Wow. Oh, I love that little wordplay. <laughs> That's where they came up with the title? Mm. Uh, can't comment on that. Okay. I didn't. NDA right. for mm. playing no your cards close to your dice chest. allowed. Mm-hmm. And JD, the time has come. <laughs> so um, I am sort of um, working on a series of poetry here in prison. Brave. Um, and it is called 
You can lock me up, but you can't imprison me. Wow. And um, I'd love to just um, say it's dedicated to Rebecca and Georgia. Oh, your daughters in law. Mm-hmm. The women who are married to my two sons. And um, here's a little taste. Mm-hmm. You can lock me up, but you cannot imprison me. You can keep me from seeing my sons, but you cannot stop me from being a mother. Come visit me, come visit me, come visit me. I will walk into the ocean. <laughs> wow, wow, that is so beautiful. Yeah, Thank you. Um, and I just want to say to our listening audience, you see what I mean, right? When we say we don't like poetry, <laughs> like you. You get nothing it, right? to hold on to. Yeah, there's just nothing. But anyway, thank you so much for being here. Cheers to you. Cheers to Sag Harbor. Yeah. Cheers. And and then guys, I will be out soon, and I would love to have you over for dinner sometime. We could all sunbathe nude on the roof. Oh, that would be that fantastic. Sounds amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I could really use some time in the sun. Yeah. Yes. And there's a Trader Joe's near you, I hear, so I can I can pick up some stuff too. Yeah, uh, we love it. We'll bring we'll bring over some of the uh, the dumplings. dumplings. Yeah, we'll get the dumplings. Yeah. yeah. They have a really good cauliflower rice that yeah. you love. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Wow. Prison works. <laughs> and, and that's, that's the, the end, end of, of that, that chapter. chapter. Okay, so we um we just go out through this door we came in through. No, you don't have to bring us into the cell. We don't want to see it. Oh no. Yeah, we, why why are we nope. Wait, why are you closing the the bars? No. The bar, the, why don't what taxes? Taxes don't have anything to do with this. We don't even wait, pay what, taxes. What do we? Yeah. Whoa! Wait a second. Wait. No, 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 no. I'm not going to change into that linen jumpsuit. Oh, boy. It's going to be a crazy summer. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.